to honor you, to glorify you, God. I ask that you continue to have your way in this service, God, that you just move me out of the way and let your word go forth to your people. Open the ears of their hearts, God. Let them hear your word, what you want to speak to them. I pray that you speak directly to each and every individual, God. Open their minds to understanding, God. Open their hearts to love, to hear your word, to hear from you, almighty God. It's in Jesus' name we pray and the church said, amen, amen. amen. Called in Christ. Called in Christ. That should open your ears because that's you. That's you. That is you, church. To be called in Christ means that we have a relationship with Christ. A saving relationship with Jesus. We are brought into union and communion with Christ. Know this. Know this, that each of you are called. Each of you are called. You were called because you were chosen. You were called because you were chosen. God chose you to this calling in Christ. Each individual, God called you to this calling in Christ. That means you're special. That means you're worthy. You are worthy of this calling. God calls you in Christ because there's something in you. There's something about you. You may not see it, but he sees it. There's something special in you that can bless this world. That is your calling. God knows that you have something in you that can bless the people around you. Understand that calling, church. You may not feel it. You may not know it right now, but it's upon you. It's on you. It's in you to bless others. Something in you that God sees will make a difference in this world. Make a difference in the people around you lives. That's what God sees in you. That's why you're here today. That's why you're called into this faith. You didn't call yourself, church. You didn't call yourself. But it will be not by might and not by power, but by the Holy Spirit of God. By the Holy Spirit of God. If we surrender, if we surrender, if we allow his spirit within us to have his way, to have his way, he will make you ready for every good work of the Lord. Every good work. You will be ready for it. But you must first surrender. You must first surrender. See, the Lord has already went before you. He's already went before you. Your life is planned out. He's planned out the good work for you already, church. He's just waiting on you to accept your calling. He's waiting on you just to accept your calling. The work, the good work is already laid out. Waiting on you to accept your calling, meaning 
surrender your will for his will, for his will. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you, to work through you, and you will be amazed, amazed at the things that he brings out of you to bless others. You will be amazed at yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to use you, to use you. It's a purpose of God. It is his will being called in Christ for each of us. Amen? So today I want us to journey through Romans 1, where Paul writes this letter to the Christians living in Rome. It was a community of the Gentiles, the non-Jewish Christians, and the Jews, the Jewish Christians, where he wants to encourage them in their calling, church, with the gospel. But Paul first explains his calling, his calling, Paul's calling. Verse 1 through 3, it says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he, God, promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus, who was descended from David according to the flesh. Paul, a servant of Jesus, a slave, a bond slave to Jesus. Paul enslaved himself to Jesus. He made himself a servant of Jesus Christ. The Lord didn't force him to be a servant. He enslaved himself to Jesus Christ, meaning he surrendered his life under the lordship of Jesus. It says, called to be an apostle. The word apostle means messenger, sent one. It was not Paul's decision to be an apostle. He was called to be an apostle. And one of the requirements of being an apostle was seeing the risen Christ. Seeing the risen Christ, meaning seeing the resurrected Jesus with your own eyes. Remember Saul, before he was Paul, was a man who hated Christ. He hated Christ. And anyone that was, what, that was following Christ. The Bible says that he was a persecutor of Christians. Until that day on the road to Damascus, where the resurrected Lord, the resurrected Lord revealed himself to Saul, now known as Paul, which is called the Great Conversion. Because the one who was the persecutor of Christians, is now a Christian himself, 
and now a follower of Jesus. All by the Spirit of God. It says called to be an apostle. Christ called him to be an apostle, a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Apostles describe those who receive a direct, a direct commission from Christ to establish his original message. That Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. And now able to save anyone, anyone who trusts in him. It is the gospel of God. It is the gospel of God because it originates with God. Humans did not invent the gospel. It also is the gospel of Christ because it is centered around Christ. It is centered around the Savior. It is the ministry of Jesus Christ. I remember when I was against the Lord. I wanted nothing to do with the Lord. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Until the Lord revealed himself to me through his word and through his spirit. And now I stand before you as a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know many of you have that same testimony about your conversion. About your conversion. And so he says he is called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, the ministry of Jesus. Now, in the King James Version Church, it says this. It says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Separated unto the gospel of God. Paul was a separated Christian, but he was separated not from something. He was separated to something, church. God set him apart for something. For a purpose. God set him apart for a purpose. For the ministry of the gospel of the good news. The good news of salvation. So Paul makes himself a servant of Christ. And by being a servant, he is called to be an apostle by Christ. And now he is separated, set apart. For the gospel of God. And so church, we have the same calling as Paul. Each of you who accepted Christ have these same callings. To make ourselves servants of Christ. We are to be his slaves and he is to be our Master. He is a good master. It is honorable to be a servant and slave 
to Jesus Christ. We are all slaves to something. We are all slaves to something. And if it's not the Lord, may we put our priorities in check. We are not called apostles, church, but we are called to witness. We are called to witness, to share the message of Jesus Christ throughout this world, throughout your communities, wherever you go, we are called to witness. That is the great commission in which we are all called to fulfill, being separated, being separated for the gospel of God, the ministry of Jesus Christ. Just like Paul and the rest of the apostles and the disciples in the Bible. You are called. You are called to these things. So it goes on to say, he set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised, God promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Meaning, church, that the gospel of Christ didn't begin in the New Testament church. No, it didn't. It was revealed in the New Testament. It was revealed in the New Testament, but the gospel of a Savior was promised by the prophets all the way through the Old Testament. The message that God loves us and doesn't want any of us to perish, that he would bring forth a Savior for his people, is prophesied all through the Old Testament but revealed in the New Testament. It was God's plan for mankind. Throughout the Bible, after the sin of Adam and Eve, to bring us back into right relationship with him, being called, being called in Christ. Amen? Verse 4. And was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among the nations, including you, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. The spirit of holiness, church. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit confirmed Jesus as God's son who came as Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit was evident through Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Only by the Spirit. Only by the Spirit. Notice it says that Jesus was declared the Son of God through the resurrection from the dead. The resurrection proves everything, church. It was the resurrection that set him forth as the Son of God. 
The resurrection is the gospel. It is the gospel. Paul says through him, the resurrected Jesus Christ, meaning we, meaning they, Paul and the other apostles. So he says we have received grace. They have received grace, which is God's unearned favor. It is the method of salvation. Grace. Grace. None of us would be able to be saved if God wasn't a gracious God. Amen? And he says they received apostleship. Apostleship. Meaning Paul and the other apostles. Remember, apostle is the sent one. The sent one. Sending forth. Sending forth. Every believer should be a witness sent with a message. Every believer should be a witness sent forth with a message. What are we doing to get the word of God out? Are we sending forth the message of Christ throughout our day? throughout our community, throughout our lives. We are called in Christ, sending forth a message. They have received apostleship. Apostleship gives Paul and the other apostles the authority to speak on the behalf of Jesus. This word, is given by the authority of Jesus. Basically, Jesus signed off on it. So what you're reading is basically from Jesus to you. Jesus to us. Paul has been sent by Christ for the sake of his name and his honor to bring about obedience of faith not obedience to the law, church. He has been sent forth to bring about the obedience of faith in Jesus Christ among the nations, among all Gentiles. In other words, Christ calls people to believe in him. We have been called in Christ, church. We have been called in Christ, and to refuse to believe in Jesus is to disobey that call. To disobey that call. Believing, believing is obedience. It is obedience. Both to becoming a Christian and walking in Christ throughout our lives. Paul has been sent. He has been called directly by Jesus to carry the news about salvation, faith in Christ. This letter was to the Jewish Christians and the non-Jews of the world, the Gentiles, including you and me, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to belong 
to Jesus Christ. Everyone born of sin and is called to belong to Jesus Christ, but not everyone is obedient to that call. Not everyone is obedient to the call, church. The called are the elect. The called are the elect. The ones that heard the call. The ones that heard the call. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If you are following something or someone else, you haven't heard them. You haven't heard them, church. And you are not his sheep. And you are not his sheep. The ones who hear and follow him are the called ones. Are the called ones. He calls, you answer. And if you answer, you are the elect. You are one of the called in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Acts 9.15 says this. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument sorry, of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. We as Christians just as Paul was, we are chosen instruments of the Lord. You who accepted Christ are a chosen instrument of the Lord. I pray that we accept that calling, church. We are called by Christ to carry his name and the message along with his name to the Gentiles, to the non-Christians of this world. That is our duty. That is our calling. Not just for ourselves, but for others who need to know Christ, who need to know the message of salvation, who needs to know the message of freedom. The ones that are living in bondage, but think it's freedom. It's not. We are called to bring forth the sent ones, to bring forth that message to every heart that needs it, just as someone did for us. Just as someone did for us. Verse 7. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul addresses this letter to those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. This would include you and I. Paul was called to be an apostle. All believers are called of Jesus Christ. Also, we are called saints. We are called saints. Not to be saints. Not to be saints. Because as believers, we are already saints, church. A saint is a 
set-apart one. A set-apart one. And the person who trusts Jesus is set-apart and is a saint. And is a saint. So through these verses, church, Paul has laid out a foundation of what it means to be called in Christ. Paul himself has laid it out. He introduced himself as a servant, a bond slave of Jesus. He enslaved himself to the authority of Jesus, who then was called, called to be an apostle by Jesus. Then God called him to be set apart. Set apart for the gospel, the ministry of Jesus. And when he was given the, he was given the authority by being an apostle to call all Jews and Gentiles to the obedience of faith in Christ. And he ended with, we are loved by God and called to be saints. Well, first church, Paul started with being set apart for the gospel of God. We are called to be set apart for the work of God. You were called to be set apart for the work of God. When we accepted Christ, we were called to be set apart for the work, for the work of God. Paul says he was set apart for the gospel of God. We as Christians have been set apart for the work of the Lord. We must set ourselves apart for the work of the Lord. Set ourselves apart from the work of the world to do the work of the Lord's kingdom. Now that don't mean go quitting your job. You still have to pay bills. But as Hap said, God will provide. But we must make time for the Lord's work. We must make time for the Lord's work because as saints, as saints, we are always on call. We're always on call. Just as we was on call this week with the passing of our dear brother, Pastor Garland, we're on call to show the love of Christ to the family. We're on call to share in their mourning their sorrows, their grief. We're on call to share compassion. We're on call to always serve, to be there for others. We're on call to share in the, the burdens of others, church. We're always on call for the work of the Lord. Always on on call, church. You are on call. Now, being set apart for the work of God. 
being set apart for the work of God. Paul said he was set apart for the gospel of God, unto the gospel of God. He was separated to something. He was separated to something. This, his old life didn't matter. God took him from that to here, to something, to something. He was separated unto the gospel of God. He was separated to something, not from something, church. That was his purpose for being separated by God. God sent him on a mission. He sent Paul on a mission. These words, these verses are the mission. We are receiving it right now. The reason that Paul was separated. We are receiving it through these verses. Through the word of God. Through the word of God. I believe that most of us Christians today just think that we are separated from something. That we are separated. God saved me from that. And that's it. We're stuck right there. Right there. That's it. But God didn't just separate us from that. No. He separated for us unto something, church. We're not to stay over there. We separated unto something, church. God called us away from those desires of the world, away from sin that is not of him. He called us unto something. We're not just saved from our sins, and that's it. Being called in Christ means being called in Christ. There is work to do for the Lord that you were called to. <laughs> you have a new job. When you accepted Christ, everything became new. Your past doesn't even It don't matter who you was or who you used to be. That don't even matter. Once you were called, all of that was gone. You was called to go here to do the work of the Lord. None of that even matters right now. None of it. None of it. You were set apart for the work of the Lord, not for yourself. We were not called for ourselves. No, but that's how we take it sometimes. I'm free from sin. I'm better within myself, and I'm okay and I can continue about my life coming to church every week, just praising God, and that's it. That's not it. That's not it. Somehow, some way, church, somehow, some way, we have gotten it wrong. We have gotten it wrong somehow, some way. We are set apart for a purpose. We are Christians for a purpose. A purpose. That's why we don't see 
people being really set apart because they don't understand the purpose of being set apart. We are set unto something new in Christ. And when we do that, that's when you will see the sent ones, the called ones, the elect ones, because it will be clearly that they were set apart for the purpose of God. John 17 says this, Jesus speaking, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. This is Jesus. God sent his only begotten son here on earth, not just to be different, not just to be set apart, not just to be uh, smarter than everyone else. No, no, that's not it. He's brought them to earth for a purpose. Jesus came from heaven for a purpose, church. And Jesus had finished the work, the work of salvation. That's why we are here, because Jesus finished his work. Because he finished his work. Thank you, Jesus, for finishing your work, allowing us to be saved children of God. Do we think that Jesus just came from heaven to save us to not sin? And that's it? No, church, no. No, but that's how we look. That's how we look. Sometimes we have to check ourselves and, 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 and think about how we look to others, to the Gentiles, the non-Christians of this world. We have to see ourselves through their eyes. If we're interacting with non-Christians and they don't have the desire to be like you, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You're saying that Jesus didn't do his job, that he didn't finish his work, and that's a lie. And that is a lie. You accepted this faith. We are not to make Jesus a liar. His word will not return in vain, church. It will not. And don't let it. Don't let it, church. Jesus has finished the work that God gave him to do. The work of glorifying the Father. The work of glorifying the wisdom of God. The faithfulness of God. The holiness of God. And the love of God. We all know these things because of Jesus. And now that that purpose, his work was completed, he was able to return to the presence of God. Seated at the right hand of the Father. And I bet you he heard those words, well done. 
Well done. Well done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not just Christians to be set apart for the ways of the world, church. That's in our own selves. Sometimes we think we are better than others because we are Christians. But if you're not doing the work, what does it matter? What does it matter? Whose definition of Christian do we follow? Whose definition of Christian do we follow? Because I can tell you right now, it's not the word of God's definition because we don't see it as much. We don't see it. We don't see that being set apart. Is it the culture definition of Christian that gives us the freedom to stay in our sin because we accepted Christ and our salvation is forever? No transformation, no changing, no praising God, no worshiping God, no one allowing the Holy Spirit to lead them guide them. We're still walking in our own steps. Whose definition of Christian do you abide by? Who is your authority? We are called in Christ. church. Sharing the wisdom of God. We're supposed to share the faithfulness of God. Glorify God in everything that we do and everything that we say, because that is the will of God. Understand who you are, church. You are created by God. See, we can't get caught up looking at other people's lives. You have your own salvation. You're going to stand before the Lord on your own. On your own. You have to stand there an answer to God. Don't look at your neighbor to see what a Christian is. Don't look at your pastor to see what a Christian is. Read the word of God to know what a Christian is. A Christ follower. A Christ follower. We are here to be transformed to the likeness of Christ. We no longer have our own identity. No. 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 I'm not Ron. I'm not Ron. I represent the Lord. I'm a man of God. This is my work to honor God on this earth. It took me a while to understand that. But when he revealed that to me, I get it now. I get it now. That's what Paul is talking about. You are Christians. You are believers. You're called in Christ. You are no longer the Gentiles. You're supposed to share this message with the Gentiles. The non-Christians. Just as 
we were non-Christians. Someone shared it with us, right? We are Christians separated for the work of God through Jesus Christ in which we were called. Psalms 4.3 says this. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The godly. So even though some has accepted Christ, not all may be the godly. Not all may be the godly. Those who faithfully devote themselves to God by having men set apart for him, no, set apart by him, for him. This is the work of the world over here. We were set apart from this to the work of the Lord over here. We should no longer be standing over there. No longer. And anyone who's over there, we're speaking the word of God to them to bring them over to this side, church. The Lord has set you apart. He has set you apart. Announce yourself as the godly. That's who you were called to be, the godly. He has set the godly apart for himself. Do you want to be set apart for God? That's what we must ask us. Are we afraid? Are we afraid? We accept Christ not just to be saved from sin. We accept Christ to glorify God with our lives. Our life is not our own, church. To the Lord, we what? We belong. We belong in Christ. We are Christians called to be set apart for the work of God, empowered Empowered, not in your own strength, never in your own strength, but we are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God that lives in each of us. Second Timothy 2.21, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy, useful to the master, hallelujah, of the house, ready for every good work, church. We can be a vessel. We can be an honorable vessel used by the Lord if we answer the call to be separated. To be separated. If any of us cleanse ourselves from the false teachings of this world that lead to sin. If we renew our minds as we were called to in the word of God, the truth, the word of God, we can be useful to the master of the house, hallelujah, for every good work, for every good work. 
Answer the call, church. Answer the call. Just don't hear it. Just don't hear it. Because he's constantly calling. Just don't hear it. Answer it. Answer it with a yes. A yes to be set apart. A yes to make a difference in this world. Yes, you can make a difference in this world. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. With everyone around you, you can make a difference for the Lord. Show them what Jesus looked like. Show them what Jesus looked like, church. Answer the call. This is your life. Your life is the yes. Your life is the yes to the call. When you say yes, it's your life. It's your life. May we give ourselves to Jesus. Amen? Called in Christ. That's who you are. That's who you are. Called in Christ. Let's make a difference. Now, as we prepare to go in communion, church, at this moment, just let me pray over this word and we go into communion. If you have your cups, anyone needs a cup of communion, raise your hand. Father, I thank you for this, this word, Father, this word that you have sent forth today, Father. Father, I pray over these hearts that's here, Father, that, that you will allow them to, to know you in a way that they desire to be set apart, set apart for the good work of you, God. God, today we come to honor you. We come to glorify you. God, and as we prepare to take this communion, God, we say thank you for allowing us to partake in this, in this moment of communion. Jesus, we know that you are the bread of life. You have given us life by the stripes that you have took. Your sacrifice, God. May we honor that, God. May we not take this communion in vain. Teach us. During this time, God, just speak to our hearts. This is our time with you, God. Speak to our hearts during this time. As we partake of this bread that represents you, as this, this cup that represents your sacrifice, your blood. God, we desire to be washed clean of everything that's in us that's not of you. Cover us, God. Cover us with your grace, your mercy, God. It is because of your grace and your mercy, God, that we are here, that we desire desire to be set apart for your works, God. Open these hearts, God. Allow them to speak to you in this moment. Have your way with their hearts and their minds as we take communion. In Jesus' name.